0: Welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy. I'm Amy.
1: I'm Dave. I'm Chad.
0: And we have a special guest with us today, our cousin Cooper. Say hi. Hi. (laughs) Today we are going to be discussing time slips.
1: And the Mandela effect.
0: So Dave, start us off with some time slip information.
2: Okay. A time slip is a paranormal phenomenon in which a person or group of people travel through time by supernatural rather than technological means. The memory is unaffected and the phenomenon can last for minutes, hours, days, or weeks. When the person or group of people travel back to a more familiar present, sometimes, but not always, minutes, hours, days, or weeks have passed in the time they left from. Out of all the stories I read, these people didn't experience a travel through space and the 3D understanding we have of it, but only along the fourth dimension or the time dimension.
0: So, we go into time travel?
2: Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Or are they just belong asleep for a couple of hours, from
0: waking up and forgetting the <laughs> event? <life?
2: laughs> no, because they, they don't lose memory of the event. Ah.
0: So they're just stoned.
2: So, so it's different <laughs> than, than like time loss phenomenon.
0: Okay, okay. most
2: people attribute to alien abduction or... Drugs and alcohol. Yeah, or blacking out.
0: So, like, they actually remember everything that happens to them during this time slip. Yes. Okay.
2: Now, most of us view time as a linear path. But there are many theories that suggest time as a layered concept or a cyclical concept. Where multiple time periods are present at a single location in any given moment. Think of this moment like a sheet of paper. And this moment last year is a piece of paper underneath it, and so on until the beginning of time. Now this moment next year is a piece of paper on top of that pile, and so on until the end of time. In this theory, psychics and mediums are able to flip through not only the pages of this moment, but all the stacks of all the moments in time. They do so mentally or spiritually along the astral plane to provide information that is unknown in this present moment.
0: So, when I'm speaking to spirit, I'm really just flipping through pieces of paper?
2: Well, I mean, under this... I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> I lay understand, it out, yeah. like a layman's terms.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you can just go through the different layers of, of time and able to travel through those layers of time, mm-hmm. mentally.
2: Now, concerning the concept of ghost or spirit sightings under this theory, that is simply the viewer seeing through the layers of time and perceiving an entity that was at this present location in a past moment or in a future moment.
0: I definitely see that with like residual hauntings when it's something that happens the same time, same place, same day, you know, over and over again. I can see that now with the intelligent hauntings. Is that the two times crossing and interacting with each other?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: At least that's what I got. That's the the theory. theory. But time travel itself is not a matter of looking through the pages and finding unseen knowledge, or even accidentally seeing through the layers of time. Because now we have to take the pages that are flat and only have an X and Y parameter, and visualize a Z parameter to give it height. Now each cube's position in the universe gives us the location in the fourth dimension, or the time and space dimension. Then somehow utilizing the fifth dimension, by technological means, one could travel through these layers of time.
0: How many dimensions are there?
2: Um, yeah, in in M theory, which is my
0: head. which is brain
2: theory, he defines ten dimensions.
0: Okay. See, Dave and I were discussing part of this the other day, and for some reason, the idea of infinite makes my head hurt. Like there is a point where I just can't con- like I I I can I grasp it. I understand it, but I start thinking about all the layers that take up infinite, and my head literally feels like it's going to explode. It's too much. My brain is overloaded with infinite. (laughs)
2: Let's talk about infinite. (laughs) Ah! And I mean, that's just just one of these kind of super shrink theory type things.
0: String theory, that's like Big Bang Theory, right?
2: That's part of it. I mean, the show. Well, they talk about
0: it, <laughs> isn't that what? That's what they they are. They're they're. That's what Sheldon is, isn't it? He's a string theory physicist, or physicist, Sure, <laughs> I
1: think it's called a, th- a string theorist.
0: A sh- that, that that works too. <laughs> so a string. And I
1: also have this string, and in theory, these strings are the same, but they're different.
0: One's pink and one's blue.
1: <laughs> That's what I think about when I think about the string It's The ball of yarn, <laughs> just kn- knitting. <laughs>
2: yeah, that is. That actually might be a good way to look at it. Like time is a is like a ball of yarn, and at some points that yarn touches other yarn underneath it and stuff.
0: Okay, makes See, sense. I did too. something
1: smart. <laughs> <laughs>
0: accidentally, Chad is accidentally smart tonight.
1: <laughs> that, no, not just tonight <laughs> night. I do smart things every once in a while. A lot more dumb things, though.
2: So. Now, but since this is a paranormal podcast and the topic is time slips, I'm going to present you with two stories where the people travel through time accidentally and supernaturally.
1: Dun, 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 dun. In 1935,
2: Sir Victor Goddard was a wing commander of the British Royal Air Force. He flew a Hawker Hart biplane to Edinburgh, Scotland, from his home base in Andover, England, for a weekend visit. He decided to fly over an abandoned airfield in Drem, not far from Edinburgh. As he flew over the Drem airfield, which was constructed during the First World War, he saw it was in shambles. The place had long been abandoned, the tarmac and four hangars were in disrepair, barbed wire divided the fields into numerous pastures, and cattle grazed everywhere. It was now a farm and completely useless as an airfield. He continued on his way until he reached his destination at Edinburgh. On Monday, Goddard began the flight back to his home base. The weather was dark and ominous, with low clouds and heavy rain. He took the same route, which would lead him once again over Drim Airfield. But before he could get there, he ran into a peculiar storm. The clouds were yellow, the winds were high, and the rains were heavy. Goddard was flying in an open cockpit over mountainous terrain without radio navigational aids or cloud flying instruments. The rain beating down on his forehead and onto his flying goggles badly obscured his vision. He thought he could climb above the clouds, but he was wrong. He made it to 8,000 feet, looking for a break in the clouds. There was none. Suddenly, Goddard lost control of his plane. It began to spiral downward. He struggled with the controls, He could speed up or slow down, but he could not stop the spin. He was unsure of his location, but knew he was falling rapidly and might smash into the mountains before coming out of the clouds. The sky became darker, the clouds turning more of a strange yellowish brown. The rain came down even more heavily. Goddard's altimeter showed he was only a thousand feet above the ground and dropping rapidly. At 200 feet and still spiraling downward, he began to see a bit of daylight through the murky gloom but his spiral towards seemingly inevitable death was far from over. Goddard was now flying at 150 miles per hour. He emerged from the clouds over rotating water that he recognized as the Firth of Forth. He was still falling. Suddenly, he saw directly before him a stone seawall with a path, a road, and railings on top of it. The road seemed to be slowly rotating from left to right. The cloud cover was down to 40 feet. Goddard was now flying below 20 feet and was within an instant of tragedy. Goddard succeeded in leveling out his plane. He barely missed striking the water after clearing the seawall by a few feet. He was now flying only several feet above a stony beach. Fog and rain obscured all distant visibility, but Goddard somehow located his position. He identified the road to Edinburgh and soon was able to discern through the gloom the black silhouettes of the Drim Airfield hangars ahead of him, the same airfield he'd visited the day before. The rain became a deluge, the sky grew even darker, and Goddard's plane was shaken violently by the turbulent weather as it sped toward the Drim hangars and into a different world. Suddenly, the sky turned bright with golden sunlight. The rain and the farm had vanished. The hangars and the tarmac appeared to have somehow been rebuilt and in brand new condition. There were four planes lined at the end of the tarmac. Three were standard Avro 504N trainer biplanes. The fourth was a monoplane of an unknown type. The RAF had no monoplanes in 1935. All four airplanes were bright yellow. No RAF airplanes were painted yellow in 1935. The airplane mechanics were wearing blue coveralls. RAF mechanics never wore anything but brown coveralls when working in hangars in 1935. It took Goddard only an instant to fly over the field. He was only a few feet above the ground, just high enough to clear the hangars, and apparently none of the mechanics saw him or even heard his plane. Goddard didn't have time to think about it, though, because he was flying too quickly to truly understand what he was seeing. By the time he'd passed over the airfield, The storm had suddenly returned, and the bright sunshine dissolved into hard rain, and those strange yellow clouds engulfed him once more. Once again, he found himself battling for control of his airplane, but this time he won. He forced his plane upward, flying at 17,000 feet, and then for a time at 21,000 feet. He managed to return to his home base safely. Goddard felt elated when he landed. He then made the mistake of telling fellow officers about his eerie experience. They looked at him as if he were crazy or drunk. Goddard decided to keep silent about what had happened to him. He did not want to discharge from the RAF on mental grounds. Then in 1939, four years later, Goddard watched as RAF trainers began to be painted yellow and the mechanics switched to blue coveralls the RAF introduced a new training monoplane exactly like the one he had seen in his flight over Drim. It was called the Magister. He learned that the airfield at Drim had been refurbished. And then it wasn't until 1966 that he wrote of this experience in his book, Flight Towards Reality. Had Goddard somehow flown four years into the
1: future, then returned to his own time? Or did they just listen to his story? And go, you know what, that makes a good idea. We'll paint our plane yellow. Wear blue jumpsuits and yeah. build hangers, and that way you can really confuse Goddard.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> when people talk about the Bermuda Triangle, those who make it out describe similar things with the the weird colored clouds and like the random storms that just come out of nowhere and
1: uh, like instrument failure, intru-
0: and- yeah, things like that. It sounds very much like that.
1: And I have to say, for someone flying in an open cockpit at seventeen thousand feet or twenty-one thousand feet, how the hell is he breathing in an I open know, cockpit? Yeah. Well, that, was <laughs> that an... makes no sense.
0: I mean, did planes at that time have like autopilot, or does that come later?
1: No, they didn't. Okay.
0: I just um, part of me wonders if maybe he even passed out for just a split second. So that
1: could have just been oxygen deprivation. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: And, and seeing
1: things. Yeah, very well. Could have been.
0: Yeah, I, that that was one of the things I was thinking when you were reading the story was, you know, that at that height in an open cockpit, I mean, if we have any pilot listeners that can attest to this at 21,000 feet in an open cockpit.
2: And I believe the plane he was in, the Harker Hart, is a two-seater plane, but I didn't read it if he was alone or if he had a co-pilot.
0: Yeah, is that, I mean, would that be enough to, like, just for a split second... Which then he's going to come to and think he's crashing because he's now going down. And he's not quite right in his head at that moment in time. So he's got to, like, snap out of it and pull up and... Yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like... The brain does I'm weird sure things. i not exactly how
1: high Pike's Peak is. But I know just up on top of Pike's Peak, I mean, it's hard to breathe anyway. Let alone go higher than that, so...
3: Yeah. I don't
0: know. I mean...
1: But the idea of him going, seeing the future, and then flying out and coming back is kind of cool.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, because I mean, even if it was oxygen deprivation, I mean, why did he see things that wound up becoming true? Including a whole nother... Maybe
0: he was psychic and just didn't know it, and only oxygen deprivation can bring his psychic powers forth and make him a true psychic...
1: Yeah, wait for his powers to manifest.
0: <laughs> he gets bit <laughs> by <laughs> radioactive. I
1: feel <just>, like <laughs> we're just getting into the Marvel machine. <laughs> going
2: on here. Are you ready for the next one? Let's do it. My next story of a time slip comes from the book Tragedy at Devil's Hollow and Other Kentucky Ghost Stories by Michael Paul Henson. The author changed the names of the people in some of the towns and places in this story, but it goes as follows. On July 12, 1961, James Taylor and Charles Davis were two college students traveling by jeep from Lexington to the town of Hypen uh, in Kentucky to do some fishing and camping. They stopped at a filling station and picked up supplies. They were witnessed here by at least 10 people as they were asking about local fishing areas. The locals pointed them to Devil's Hollow and gave them directions. The young men bought their supplies and headed out. As they followed the directions given down a gravel road, they entered a patch of fog. The fog started getting worse, and they could barely see. The gravel road they were on changed to a rutted dirt road. The fog started clearing, but the rutted road caused them to think that they were lost or given bad directions. That's when they saw a cabin up ahead. They said the cabin looked very outdated, possibly from the 1800s. The young men decided to approach the cabin to ask the people if they were lost and to see if they could provide better directions to Devil's Hollow or the main road. This is when they meet a man named Devil Joe Callahan. After a lot of confusing and hostile words, Devil Joe Callahan informed them the year was 1879. The story says they stayed with Devil Joe and his family for a couple weeks, working on their land, as well as hunting and fishing with Devil Joe and his family. Now, the Callahan family had a feud with the Deaton family. After a couple of weeks, there was a commotion on the Callahan property, and a firefight broke out between the Deatons and the Callahans. Charles Davis, one of the young college men from 1961, got shot in the chest and head, and James Taylor, his friend, loaded him into his Jeep and drove out of there. As he was driving down the rutted road, they entered a fog cloud, a really thick fog cloud. As it was clearing up, he noticed they were on the gravel road again. James Taylor then found the main road, but he was pulled over by law enforcement. He jumped out of his jeep and ran up to the law enforcement officer, hollering about the Deetons and the Callahans having a gun battle, and they needed to go help them. The officer was trying to calm him down, and in the process informed James Taylor that he just saw him and Charles Davis an hour ago at the filling station. Then the officer noticed Charles Davis dead in the Jeep. He disarmed James and arrested him in connection with the murder of Charles Davis. Some details of the trial were in this book as well. The evidence showed that Davis was shot in the chest and head and died instantly from a thirty-six caliber bullet from a muzzle-loading colt. The jeep had two bullet holes and when examined, it was determined they were made by a 69 caliber musket round. James Taylor was in possession of an 1871 model Colt revolver with the initials DJC carved into the handle at the time of his arrest. The only evidence the defense presented was the revolver, which was a different caliber, and photographs from the film Taylor had with him when he was apprehended which turned out to be color photos of the Callahan family in front of their cabin. Two weeks after James Taylor was convicted, a team went to where the Callahan property used to be. While searching around the old foundation of the Callahan family cabin, the team found an old rusty pocket knife buried six inches in the ground with initials carved on the handle that matched the initials of one of the men from 1961. They also found a class ring bearing the year 1959. Taylor's attorneys attempted to appeal the court's decision with the newfound evidence, but the courts ruled that it was insufficient. James Taylor, which again is a fictionalized name, went to his grave without ever changing his story about how his friend was killed in an 1879 attack between two feuding Appalachian families.
0: That's crazy.
1: Sounds like a good base for a movie.
0: That's what I was thinking, too. <clears throat> like,
1: yeah, there's not already one out there. There
0: might be a movie out there. That That's crazy. And this is supposed supposedly a true story, right?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a true story. I mean, it's at least part of legend you and lore think in the area. For
1: the police, they would have done an investigation on where this, you know, supposed stuff happened before. And when they don't find either caliber caliber weapon or any other evidence to prove that he shot him, you would think there would be some defense. Like, his well, would have something, but. At the same time, we know. We
0: know how the justice jobs. system yeah. sometimes works and <laughs> that there are innocent people that go to jail. Uh, what's interesting to me is that there's color photos of the Callahans. Mm-hmm. From 18... From 18... 18 whatever.
1: 1879.
0: 1879. There should have been color photos. Yeah. And then the class ring and the pocket, pocket knife. knife yeah.
2: Now I haven't seen the photos. I don't know if they're in a book. I looked at a pdf copy of the book and it usually doesn't put the pictures on the, the pdf so
0: i mean at first i thought well this is the 60s you know some you know ecstasy acid-based hallucination <laughs> but then the fact that there is actually evidence of the events like physical evidence of the event that's, insane. that's crazy <laughs> but again <gasps> you have the fog
3: Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so the lesson here is, if you like are going somewhere and you randomly come upon fog,
1: terrible fog that you can't see, turn around. Turn around. (laughs) Unless you want to time travel.
0: But as you can see, it can get you shot and get committed (laughs) for murder. Yeah. So, so drive through the fog
1: at at, your
0: own risk. risk. (laughs) I'm gonna turn around.
1: (laughs) Also, if your friend gets shot in 18. 70, shoot out. Don't bring one of those weapons back with you.
0: No, no. Leave those, <laughs> leave those there.
2: Throw it and run. Now, of course, I did some digging into this.
0: Well, hell, at that point, just leave your friend there, because he's going to disappear too, right?
1: Well, then the cops wonder where he went when they pull you up first. Nobody.
0: AD. No case.
1: Not always true.
0: In the 60s, it was. <laughs> How do you
1: know? Huh? How do you know? I How many know. people did you kill in the 60s? <laughs>
0: Well, considering I wasn't even a twinkle in my mama's eye yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I did some research into this, and and there was a, a big feud between the actual Deaton family and the Callahan family that spanned from 1870, just after the Civil War, to 1902, and wherein at least 40 people lost their lives over the years. Interesting. Which is actually a bigger feud than, like, the Hatfield and the McCoys. But the Hatfield and the McCoys makes a better story.
0: Yeah.
1: Not with time travel in it. <laughs> well,
0: that's another thing, too, is... Were the Callahans not freaked out by these guys coming so up and a Jeep? up Yeah, like... What is <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> I,
2: I, I, I thought that, too, and I and I started looking, and then I thought steam cars. Steam cars were very prevalent after the Civil War in America.
0: They yeah. even had
2: steam car races in most cities.
0: Yeah, but a Jeep... And a steam car are very different.
1: Them city folk, right
0: there. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you I got that
1: fancy steam mobile.
0: Like, what the hell is that thing? It's a horseless carriage. We are
1: also thinking yeah. if they're showing up with fishing equipment and all these supplies. You think something would have? They would have been like, "Wait, what's that? What's that?" And, and then probably would have killed them and taken the stuff anyway.
0: And why did they just decide to stay for, for week? weeks? <laughs> Like
1: Unless they were taken
0: captive. Nobody else, like went, well, I guess they were well, only gone for a few minutes in real time, but
2: I mean their destination was going hunting and fishing and they got to do what they wanted to do. They just supposedly did
1: it in a different time period. It's just weird. You didn't need a hunting license
0: that way. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the they Ranger. Would, they were
1: trying to get away from the government and they did. I mean they did in the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, one didn't get away.
0: <laughs> that that one's a really interesting story, and I know you told me one story. I don't think you you brought it with you, but you told me a story about a guy who was shopping at a bookstore with his wife. Yeah, I heard that uh, And he walks out. You know, he's waiting for his wife, and he walks outside and walks out onto the street, and it's completely different. It's how many years later or previous? Uh,
2: It's like everything looks like 1940s with the cars and the way
1: people are dressed and stuff.
0: And he turns around and the store that he just walked out of is like a women's clothing store.
1: Hmm. Maybe that explains all these photos we have of time travelers. Yeah. Maybe they just crossed over uh, when the realities connected and were caught in photographs and then came back to their time and... And thought things were just crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder maybe like traveling wormholes? Like just like wormholes that just kind of pop up randomly? Yeah.
4: Portals.
0: Yeah. yeah. that, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a physicist. I don't study wormholes, but that would be one thing I could think of. I mean, that is one of the theories on how they think aliens travel and things like that is through wormholes.
1: And it's also an idea that aliens are from a different dimension instead
0: of from our own. And if, and if you know, you with a stack of paper, worms paper.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Chad doesn't appreciate my corny joke. What the hell?
2: Technically, you are right. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> I mean, from doing this this podcast and and you know some from some of the stuff I've experienced in my life, it's just. Anything's possible.
0: We we've learned. Don't drive into fog.
4: Don't drive in rain. Don't drive in scary rain. Yeah, that
0: disappears out of nowhere. With the other clouds. Yes. And we can travel on time. Time travel is possible, maybe. Possibly. I mean if you think about futures.
1: Yeah, hey, me and Amy time traveled on our way to Dallas.
0: We did. There was we were driving to Dallas last what March? Yeah. And no, this was really just the GPS lagged out, but we were like two hours away from Dallas, and we went crossed the border?
1: Yeah, we, we crossed the border from Oklahoma to Texas, and I was like, you know, we're two hours and 30 minutes away from Dallas, and then like five seconds after we crossed over the border, it's like, you're one hour and 20 minutes away from Dallas, and we're like, what the hell just <laughs> happened?
0: <laughs> and then we were actually like three hours from Dallas because we got stuck in traffic right outside.
2: <laughs> now, now that's a whole different that's a whole different kind of phenomenon because that's actually moving along that the space
0: and time. Or well, just, it's just a bad GPS. A bad GPS. <laughs> 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 but we felt cool. We were like, yeah, we just traveled an hour in like two seconds. That's great. All right, so now we're going to move on to the Mandela effect. And this has kind of been popular here and there. I know a lot of YouTube videos about the Mandela effect. And there's it's a f-
3: become
1: really popular since like 2008-2009. It goes in with uh, kind of the time slips and how we were talking about how reality is kind of laid on top of each other. Uh,
0: kind of works with like the butterfly effect too. How if you go back in time and change one thing, it changes everything for the future.
1: Well, yeah, the time, the time, the ultimate reality things, man. Yeah. yeah. The manila effect is also known as false memories is when someone or a group of individuals remember exact details of a past event, but they aren't correct. Many times, large groups of people who have never been been connected, don't know each other, you know, across the world, all share the same memories of an event or something that happened in the past. Now, like, you know, the history books and archives show what really happened, but this collective consciousness of memories... Is completely different. Now the name is most mostly known as the Mandela effect after a large percentage of people remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s, uh, when actually he died from an illness in 2013. So that's where the idea came from, or the I, the name came from, uh, and Fiona Broom coined that phrase in her articles and all this. Um, now Fiona Broom, she is a paranormal investigator slash uh, pu- uh, publisher. She writes books and articles about different things paranormal, hauntings, uh, sidekicks, mediums, all that kind of stuff. She has a couple different web pages. all this research she's done. um, And she was actually told by her publicist in 2009, you know, look into this false memories. So she created a website. It just grew over time. And it started out as kind of just a fun hobby for her. And then seeing all the responses from, all these like people commenting on her website and sending her messages that it was actually happening a lot more often than she had thought. So it kind of became a full-time job for her for a while. Um, She's actually retired now, but she still does research on the Mandela effect.
2: No, it's actually pretty significant for people to think that Nelson Mandela died when he did, because to put that, because before he actually died, he was the, President of South Africa
0: Correct, he was the first
2: black president of South Africa So that would be, to put it in perspective That would be like if a mass amount of people Thought Obama died
1: In 2008 Or something like that
0: Yeah.
1: Now there's tons of different examples Of the Mandela Effect Uh, I'm going to read one Article that's actually from Nelson It's about the Nelson Mandela uh, Case Or memory Now like for me I mean, I wasn't alive in the '80s. I mean, I was totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, I remember. I still remember being like eight or nine, and I remember hearing stories about it and all that. And yeah, then, me
0: too.
1: You know, through the thirteen, he really dies and blows my mind.
0: <laughs> well, see, I don't remember him ever dying, but I do remember him being arrested and put in jail.
1: See, I don't remember him ever being in jail. Yeah, he was and, in jail for over twenty years.
0: Yeah, yeah I, remember, well, I remember my mom talking about it, so I remember that.
1: Because he was, but, he, they arrested him for trying to stage a coup and taking over power, and he was falsely was supposedly falsely accused and spent twenty years in prison. And when he came out, he became a politician and became South Africa's first African American or American African dark first black <laughs> <laughs> uh, president, and then did a law for. South Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Nelson, uh, and this is the article that Fiona Broome posted, I think this was shortly after he passed away and everything, the whole conversation of false memories and everything, kind of thing. Nelson Mandela died in prison long before his loss on December 5th, 2013. Many people, perhaps thousands, seem to believe that. That's where the title of this website, The Mandela Effect, came from. See, I thought Nelson Mandela died in prison. I thought remembering it clearly, complete with news clips of his funeral, the mourning in South Africa, some rioting in cities, and a heartfelt speech from his widow. Then I found out he was still alive. My reaction was sensible. Oh, I must have misunderstood something on the news. I didn't think about it again for many years, until, in the VIP suite at DragonCon, a member of security, Shadow, Casually mentioned that many people remember when Nelson Mandela died in prison. That caught my attention in a hurry. One thing led to another, and I discovered a large community of people who remember the same Mandela history that I recall. Others have similar similar false memories. One of the most recent and prevalent is the death of Billy Graham, though some claim that people are confusing him with Mr. Graham's retirement or perhaps a televised funeral for Mr. Graham's wife. Those who clearly remember the event disagree heartily, however. It's not just deaths. People have told me about a variety of odd conflicts between their vivid memories and the world they're currently living in. During DragonCon uh, 2010, someone insisted that he remembered the Star Trek episode that, according to one star of the show, was never filmed. The person remembered the alternate episode wasn't weird or wild. He, was, it, he said it was... Sorry, I can't read that loud to save my life.
0: Billy Graham did die. But he died in 2018. I was like, no, he did die. <laughs> I, remember this article yeah. I was like, it just threw me off for a second there. I was like, no, he did die. I remember that. <laughs> I had to look it up. Yeah, he divided. Did he divide? He, he, he divided. He, he divided. He <laughs> died. He divided <laughs> by X. He to died get Y. And
1: multiplied by
0: 17. In February 21, 2018. So. He did die. I wasn't going crazy and having a Mandela effect at that moment in time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The person who remembered the alternate episode wasn't weird or wild-eyed. He was a very normal person and only referenced the episode as part of a routine conversation. I was there when he heard heard that the episode never existed. He was stunned and quickly tried to find a logical explanation for his faulty memory. Another quirky false memory involves a preview and pre-release of the sequel to the movie Avatar. There aren't simple errors in memory, they seem to be fully constructed incidents, or sequential events, from the past. They exceed the normal range of forgetfulness. Even stranger, other people seem to have identical memories. This website, and my upcoming book, explore the possibilities of parallel realities, quantum science, real life, sliders, experiences, and alternate history. If you believe that Nelson Mandela died in prison long before his passing, in this time stream, on December 5th of 2013... We have similar memories of different past, you're not alone. So that was her article that started this whole website and helped her coin the phrase Mandela effect. Her beliefs in what the Mandela Effect really is. Is it false memories? Um, she believes that it's actually merging timelines of different realities that people are remembering. So they're remembering Nelson Mandela dying in prison, and then as the realities split. They're still remembering that memory, but it's in a completely different reality.
4: Yeah, that's kind of basically what I have.
1: So it's kind of like what is... I kind of how like uh, time slips. Is it seems that the t- realities are coming together.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: People are witnessing things happen. And then as it's you know time moves again, separates. And then they're stuck with these memories of things that never happened or just happened in a different reality.
4: And then another thing is that some people think that the world ends regenerates, but then they get little things that aren't right. Like, small things, but they think that no one will realize
0: Now, I have a Mandela effect that I have actually researched online to see if anybody else has this, and I can't find anybody else that claims this. But if we have any listeners that have experienced this, for me, I distinctly remember Ted Kaczynski's execution. I remember this because I was very... Worried about the Unabomber when I was little. And for some reason. I was worried about my dad and the Unabomber. This probably had to do with. It was around the time my parents got divorced. And so my dad was living on his own. And I was always worried about my dad. But I remember laying in his bedroom. Watching the news with him. And they cut to an execution. Like like the people outside of the prison.
3: Yeah.
0: You know with candles and all that stuff. For Ted Kaczynski. And I remember this very vividly. And the only thing. I like, I can't find anybody else that remembers his execution. It's just me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so then I kind of wonder. Well maybe I got Ted Kaczynski and Ted Bundy mixed up. Well, but I distinctly remember this.
2: What year was it? 95 to
0: 97. Somewhere in there. I was born in the okay. 70s. <laughs>
1: yeah twenty to seventy.
3: 70.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cooper's a youngin But yeah I mean this is just something that I remember very vividly and I don't know if it's was my you know 11 10, 10 11 year old mind that's...
1: well you probably what it was is you were thinking of Ted Kaczynski cuz you were scared of him and saw the execution and even could have been any other yeah large name Killer murderer. Yeah,
0: who knows? But um, I
1: just your mind put it with Ted yeah Kaczynski.
2: Kaczynski. Kaczynski. Now wasn't John Gacy executed in the '90s, also. John Gacy execution.
0: <laughs> I I don't know their execution dates. I don't
3: know All right,
1: so with some popular uh, Mandela effects, number one that was on the list that I saw, or a couple of us I saw was Forrest Gump, and this comes from the scene where he's sitting on the park bench talking to a young lady, looks like a young nurse. And what he says, and you can I've watched the film on it. i made sure it's what he says. I actually
0: have it pulled up if we want to play he it. He says,
1: Mama always said, life was like, or was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Now, many people, including myself. Including me. Remember him saying, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So, watching, re-listening to the scene, he clearly says, life was but I 100% remember life was like a box of chocolates.
0: Well, the thing is, is in that, that sentence, because I've listened to this one too, it fits with, grammatically, for it to be was. Yeah. Because he talks about his mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. Now, if mm-hmm. he would have been, my mama always says life is like a box of chocolates.
2: Furthermore, <laughs> At that point in the film When he's on the park bench Spoiler alert His mother was already dead yeah. So it's something she would
1: have said Within her lifetime yeah. he's Like rewatching it you, you clearly hear him say was But I remember seeing that movie when I was a kid And I used to mom, My parents used to Or mom always said that I sounded like him When I did the accent and everything Which I cannot do now But I would always go around and say It happens like a box of chocolates And just go through, it like, that's always how I said it. So, until I started researching Mandela Effect, I never realized it was was. Yeah. Now, could it just be? Because I think in that scene, he was actually stuffing his mouth with chocolate. He does not. He's actually not. not. No. he's not? He He pulls the box of chocolates. He opens the box. And definitely one that kind of blew my mind, because I've always remembered as life is like a box of chocolates. Maybe because the way he's speaking and... You know, if you're not paying 100% attention to the film, you will mishear things. I mean, you misheard lyrics for songs and misheard quotes are one of the most popular things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do mean, happens well,
3: all
0: the time. And it really, it just takes one person misquoting it in like a public <laughs> event or something like that. Yeah, for Yeah, for it just to spiral out.
1: So going, going with the films and stuff like that. Um, another one is in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I've seen this one. The most common heard is "Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of all?" But what she's actually saying is "Magic mirror, not mirror, mirror." Now, See, that was one that
0: I, for my entire childhood, yes. I remember. Mirror, mirror.
1: Well, the actual story written down is "Mirror, mirror." No, no. So when they did the film, she says "Magic mirror." No, wait a minute. I thought
2: the second line was "Fairest of us all."
4: It's like "Mirror, mirror." Like mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? That's
1: always how I remember it. Of them all, I've always heard, I've always remembered of us all. And see, I don't remember the second line really. But it's always the mirror, mirror on the wall. So one's been quoted. I mean,
3: for decades. Things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it, so it, it was written down that way. But when Disney did, uh, did the film, it was Magic Mirror. And so for decades, people have been quoting that one wrong. Hmm. I remember Magic Mirror, but I remember of us all. Let's hear that clip. I don't have that one. That. <laughs> That's we'll not really a clip. You're going to post-production
0: it. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear that clip. Whoa, um, crazy.
1: <laughs> so it's one of those, you know, just mishe- misheard lines. Um, another popular one. Um, there's, I got two more popular movie ones that I can think of off the top of my head. One is in Silence of the Lambs. One of the most quoted uh, scenes from horror movies. The Hello, Clarice. Hello, Clarice.
3: Is never said in that
1: movie. Not I
0: once. I
1: hate
0: that so much. <laughs> I have never actually seen Silence of the Lambs. Some shocker. <laughs> I've seen, the thing is, if I've seen... If it's a good
1: movie, she hasn't But seen
0: I've it. seen Hannibal. And I've seen... Is it the Red Dragon or Red Dragon?
3: Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: I've seen those two, but I've never actually seen Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, the
3: the
1: Hello, Clarice. Is never said in that movie. There's a part where he does greet her but he doesn't say hello, Clarice. It's like, good day, Miss Clarice, or something like that.
0: Now, does he actually say it puts solution on its skin?
1: Or else gets the hose again, yes.
0: Okay, that one is actually saying, because I know that quote.
1: (laughs) But (laughs) that wasn't, wasn't it
2: it was uh, Buffalo Bill.
0: Oh, see, I I haven't seen it, so I just know that quote from uh, probably Family Guy.
1: (laughs) See, and the the line that comes to me, which isn't trial-appropriate, is (laughs) not child appropriate Is when he's standing in the mirror with his, uh, stuff tucked in. Oh. (laughs) Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard.
3: <laughs> Whoa.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know why that scene cracks me up, but in the music playing in the background and Anthony
0: everything. Hopkins says this? Yes. Oh, wow. I, I might have to well, say
1: this. You well, know, something. this is another Mandela effect going on, but me and my friends used to joke about it and watch clips about it all the time. No, this was uh, Buffalo Bill. Yeah, Buffalo oh, Bill. Oh, Bill yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, Buffalo Bill again. So okay. The whole premise of the movie is, is he wants to transition from a man to a woman but he can't get the operation because he has a mental illness. So he's making a skin. He, he's
1: making a suit. He's Ed Gein-y. Of human skin. Okay.
0: So he's kind of an Ed Gein. I got gotcha. you. That's where
1: okay. they actually got the idea for Billy, uh, Buffalo Bill was from Ed Gein.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: Okay.
1: This is scary. probably the most popular one is Star Wars. Yes. Um, I believe it's Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, Yes,
0: uh, <laughs> I've seen this one. <laughs> where
1: um, it's the scene right after Luke gets his hand cut off by Vader, and he's sitting there, and what everyone thinks they hear and it's been quoted, you know, in countless TV shows and films is Luke, "I am your father."
0: Well, even um, what's his face?
2: Mark Hamill?
0: No, Vader's voice. Um, um,
2: James Earl Jones. Yeah,
0: James Earl Jones. Quotes that. I've heard uh, him actually quote
1: Luke. And that is not what he says. I am
0: your father.
1: What, what he actually says is through this time is Luke is blaming Vader for killing his father. And he goes, no. I am your father.
0: Obi-Wan told me you killed my father.
1: Yeah. And so, but, I mean, I know in Big Bang Theory they say it. Family Guy episodes, they've done it. And it's like, oh, yeah. I am your father. And it is not. <laughs> but but at the same time, quoting it that way puts it into context.
3: True.
2: If you were to just go, no, I am your father. People you are like, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Especially those who haven't seen it. You put a Luke on there and everybody knows Luke is from Star Wars. And so you're like, Luke, I am your father.
2: Because that
1: was one of the biggest reveals in, in that whole franchise. Well, in movie history, in movie history it yeah. was the biggest turnaround. Mm-hmm in secret, even. Like, it was one of those things, that wasn't even something that was talked about during filming. Well, it wanted it to be a surprise.
0: Mark Hamill was the only one who knew, wasn't yeah. he? No, he didn't know. Oh, he didn't know? Oh, that's right, they just told him to react. Yeah.
1: And so his reaction was actually, like, him going,
0: no! was He's, actually
1: just, it was, was adverb.
0: Well, because, because the James Earl Jones stuff was dubbed on in post-production, wasn't it? Yes. So there was the other actor that was playing Darth Vader mm-hmm. said the whatever the lines were. Which was David Prose. Yeah. And then, yeah, so then it was dubbed on there. So only James Earl Jones knew that. <laughs> and
1: then you said he's, he misquotes it. Yeah, and
0: he misquotes it. <laughs>
1: I know he says, like, Luke, I'm your father, and I think it's a big bang theory. I think he says it in one of the episodes. Yeah. Because uh, I think Sheldon or Leonard like, pay him to say it. It <laughs> might have been uh, Walowitz, well, I can't remember. Uh, but those are the movie ones I can think of. Do you have any movies or film ones that you know of, um, Cooper?
4: No, I think you've really covered all of them.
1: So what are some other ones, Cooper? Um,
4: There's, like, some basic ones, like Sex in the City or Sex and the City. I've always remembered Sex in the City. But Sex
0: in the City makes sense. Yeah. Sex and the City. I mean, and and, and are very similar. Yeah. Now I have seen YouTube videos on this one, and I've seen like a lady bought Sex in the City perfume, mm-hmm. and it the box says Sex in the City. Yeah, and then some of the merchandise that was given at a premiere for one of the movies says Sex in the City.
3: Yeah,
0: and even the award shows when they announce the winner of the awards, it says Sex in the City on the screen. But it's Sex in the City, but, yeah. so like it's so weird. Interesting things. I don't know
1: anything about that one because I have not seen them. I've actually I only
0: them. ever seen the movie, like the the first movie. I haven't seen it's any totally of the shows at all. Um, well, another Star Wars
4: one is that CP3O it is like cp po some... Whatever.
0: Um, <laughs> we'll nerd you out.
4: I always <laughs> picture him. Picture him, and all like everyone I ask, if he's all gold. But then I was like looking into it, looking at pictures and stuff. And he has a silver leg. And I never yeah. remembered this. I never knew that.
1: Yeah, that was one I did know. I, I read across that one, too. And I was like, wait, people, like, he's mostly gold. Yes, I could see where people see that. But well,
0: what I think happened is I think when like, you, the original movies, you're talking not the best quality compared to nowadays. And so when they digitally remastered I them. I do
1: feel like in the remastered ones, he's all gold.
0: He's but actually I haven't seen
1: the remastered ones.
0: The remastered ones, he's not, and no. the remastered it's very obvious that it's silver. I,
1: the ones I own are still the original VHSs. So.
0: But I th- I think that in because you know when they remastered it too, they I mean they threw in other characters and they threw in <laughs> other scenes, scenes and things yeah. like that. So it very well could be that they just polished up that leg a little bit to make it a little bit more obvious. Because in the I mean. Yeah, you got the old VHS. If you play a VHS tape on an old tube TV, you're not going to be able to see the colors very well. And he's shiny in the desert a lot. And most of the time you see a full three CPO is in the desert. C-3PO. Now,
3: (laughs) I, I heard
2: of a conversation between the actual actor who played him and the props guy on set who said to him, oh, I brought you the wrong leg. And he's like, No, it's it's always been this color. Because if you watch the movie, there's a lot of, of C three PO like
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, characters that are all silver. There's one that's black, there's one that's red, and and even the prop guy thought he brought him the wrong thing, but then the actor corrected him and said, No, I've been wearing this one through the whole
3: hmm.
0: the
1: whole filming this one. So it's probably a whole accident thing too. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Now I was asking Dave this and he couldn't remember. Does Anakin rebuild
1: and can build he doesn't he rebuild builds him. he builds
0: him he builds and him and if you
1: watch the prequels when you first run into C3PO he's nothing but a skeleton with wire okay. he has no he doesn't actually get but he
0: builds him out of scrap right yeah, like he's all built
1: out of scrap yeah
0: so it would make I sense that he would be different
1: or like the plating and everything until i think maybe the second maybe third episode I don't
0: know. yeah i was trying to remember. remember it's been, been so long like since the, i've I did seen not this like the
1: prequels so, it's
0: been so long since I've seen those three that I couldn't remember.
1: Obviously, I was never I was a Star Wars fan, but I've never been a huge Star Wars fan. So there are some things I probably don't know correctly, but. now what I also
2: find interesting about this is that when Family Guy redid these into cartoons. Oh god, they're so good. Yeah. <laughs> they they actually went enough detail to point out that Lando Calrissian is wearing Han Solo's clothing at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, when he's flying the Millennium Falcon. But they completely missed the silver legs on C-3PO. Yeah.
4: Hmm. Interesting. There's even, like, toys of C-3PO that are sold with where he's all gold. I
3: can't say it C-3PO. I, mean,
4: <laughs> I have it down here, wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's funny. That's right. You're not a nerd. Me. I'll oh. get you there. Okay. I will make everyone nerds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <you'd like> that. <laughs> if only our listeners could have seen Chad. Wait, did we talk about the Jiffy peanut butter one? Not, Not yet. yet. <laughs> I was
1: actually just about to say that one. So the next one, Amy has it. I don't remember it, but is Jiff or Jiffy peanut butter?
0: They are both. I am telling you. I oh, even
1: there has never been both. <laughs> I only remember Jiff. I
4: always I Jiffy peanut butter. Yes, it's a thing.
0: I remember Jiffy peanut. I even drew a picture of it for Dave. So I was like, I can, I can even yeah. visualize. Me too. The jar.
1: That's cool because it's never been Jiffy. Even the company who owns it says it's never been Jiffy. They, they made it Jiff because it was easy to say, easy to spell. They could fit it, fit it on the I'm
0: not saying <laughs> that Jiff is Jiffy, but there was a Jiffy peanut butter. I
1: mean, there's a chance Walmart made something called well, a Jiffy, but.
0: I, I started wondering maybe it was like a food prop in a movie or yeah. a
1: show or something that I used to watch. So, I mean, with the logo that you explain, there's Skippy.
0: Well, there's Skippy. And like the jar that I have in my head, it's a plastic jar, it's got a blue label, and it's got yellow Jiffy written in like bubble letters. Like, diagonally across it.
2: She, she drew this, and I've never heard of a Jiffy peanut butter. I, okay. I mean, I'm in that crowd, but she drew this, and I looked at it, and I said, that does look familiar. I mean, yeah, it could have been a prop somewhere or
3: something. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, when, when Cooper brought this one to me, and I was like, no, I, no, know, this. I know this existed. I, I mean, I remember buying it. Like, I swear I remember buying this. So, yeah, it's got to be. Like, I sat online, and I searched through pictures oh, yeah, after pictures of Peanut we- butter jars, and I could never find anything. Now, what I have in my head is kind of a combination of, I mean, Jif, of course, because you got Jiffy, Jif, Skippy, and Goobers all into one.
2: <laughs> oh, because Goobers had, <laughs> had, the had the lettering. Yeah,
0: the lettering. But <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> it hurts me. Yeah.
2: We need to put your sketch up on our. Uh, I don't know where Instagram. it is. I'll have to
0: draw it again. And, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I'll, I'll get color pencils out and I'll make it all pretty. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, just like just like you remember it. Yeah. So he And then here's one that me and Amy have talked about and still infuriates me, but for those who remember Publisher's Clearing House, me and Amy strictly remember it being Ed McMahon was the spokesperson for it. Yes. I remember it too. Yeah. Everyone I've talked to remembers Ed McMahon being yeah. the spokesperson
0: Yeah, I've asked people. And even we looked if- it up,
1: and he was never the spokesperson for it, and I find that to be bullcrap.
0: Yes, he was the spokesman for American Family Publishers or something like that. Something that I don't remember ever existing. I only remember Publishers Clearing House.
1: I remember the ads. I remember the little uh, envelopes you get in the mail.
0: Had his picture on it. Had his picture
1: on it, holding a check and balloons. I remember the ads on TV where they'd show him walking up to the door with the big old check and knocking on the door.
0: Well, there is a clip on YouTube of Johnny Carson on one of David Letterman's first episodes. And he shows up with a giant check that says Publishers Clearinghouse on it. And he said, Ed couldn't be here. So I brought you the check instead. See proof. So I find that's proof that Ed McMahon worked for Publishers Clearinghouse and that somewhere there was a time shift in this American family publications or whatever it is, is Complete BS, because it did not exist when I was a kid. So if
1: there's any listeners out there who can back us up on this, uh, let us know. If if, you if your
0: mind is just blown by it, this one. This one blew my mind, because I remember it so much.
1: If you think we're crazy, let us know. I mean, about this, not about I mean, other things. We know we're crazy.
0: We know we're crazy, things. but... <laughs> I
1: mean, we did a whole episodes on reptilians and aliens, so we already know we're crazy.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean... That this one and this this one and the Jiffy those are the two things that I distinctly remember. So those two blew my mind. The other one, like the movie quotes, yeah, I remember the other way, but misquotes. We it's we misquote movie. all the time. So I'm not. I mean, I, those don't hold I'm as much for in me. This exactly
1: today. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so but, uh, Cooper, what else you got?
4: Okay, I've got a lot. So get ready. Um. I keep on the food theme, um, Kit Kat, to me, it's always had, like, the dash in the middle, that's always how I've remembered it, but it's never had the dash. Oh.
1: So, that one I don't remember. I've always remembered it having the
4: little dash, because Kit Kat is, like, one of my favorite. I remember a dash, I think. That hurts my brain. That hurts.
0: But I can't, I couldn't tell you for sure.
2: See, I was a fat kid. So. Me me too. I'm. Paid hey, little attention to the wrappers. other <laughs> get them off there as fast as I possibly could. i well, shove it in my mouth.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I didn't like peanuts growing up.
1: Kit Kat doesn't have peanuts.
0: And so Kit Kat was one of the ones that oh. I would eat. <laughs> I mean, Kit Kat was one of the only candy bars that I would eat. Because it was one of it. the few that didn't have nuts. I had
1: the big Kit Kat yesterday, and it was delicious. <laughs> it's my favorite candy
0: today. Yeah, we yep. get them every Halloween.
1: Whatchamacallit. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Like those are good. Hot Smallies are my and a favorite. Hun- and 100 grand. <laughs> if anybody wants to send me a giant bag of hot Smallies, I would love you forever.
4: Never, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keeping on the food theme, um, my brother has a favorite candy, Mike and X, right? And it's really spelled Mike and I. It's not Mike and X. Like, I've always, like, seen it spelled, like, Mike and
3: oh, X. See,
1: once again, it's one of those I think I've always seen. Because it's Mike's, and then in little little letters it says and, and then it's Ike's.
0: No, like, I... Dave, this is one of yours.
2: Yeah, this is another... This is, like, my favorite fruit candy. And... <laughs> Again, I can't even visualize the <laughs> <laughs> I guess I... I can can, because I love them. Hot
0: Smalley's much better.
2: I know it's not an ampersand, because that's
0: imminent. Yeah. Um, M Amberstein
1: M. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Mike with and then like in big letters Mike and then in little letters in between. No, it's Mike's always been
0: like an N in
4: between it. No. Just just a letter. Yeah, just a letter N. Okay. And see, I remember a really little like dashy thingy.
0: I don't remember. Mm, see, I
1: remember uh, I'm thinking of Mike and Ikes.
0: Mike and Ikes. I mean, you say Mike you say and Ikes fast enough, it sounds like Mike and yeah. Ikes. But and it's like M and M's. You say M and M's, and it's M and M's. Like it's not M and M's. It's M and M's.
2: Well, this isn't really a misquote. This is uh, people remember the packaging. Of it.
0: Yeah, but if you but if you remember, if you you say it like that, your memory could take and change the packaging. Oh, I just remember like no.
4: buying my brother because he lives overseas, buying him bulk packages to send over to him for his birthday or Christmas or something, and I always remember seeing the packages. Mike and Ike's, not Mike and Ike's, hmm. and that just sounds weird. Mike and Ike, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay, and then there's another one. Which haunts me in my sleep. It's Cup Noodles, which doesn't sound right. It's always been Cup O' Noodles. Like, it's Cup Noodles. It's never been Cup O'
1: Noodles.
0: Really?
4: Yeah. No joke. You can look up the...
0: Austin needs this all the
4: time.
1: Mm-hmm. I know Cup Noodles, but that's like, also because a lot of video games I play talk about it. Anime I watch talks about Cup of, cup Noodles. So, you almost got me to say Cup O'
0: Noodles. But... I remember cup o' noodles, actually, is what I remember. Cup o' noodles. I
1: do too.
4: Like, that's the original packaging. And it's never been cup o' noodles. I always remember cup o' noodles, never cup noodles. Because that huh. just doesn't sound right.
0: Interesting. Yeah. That one does kind of. You now you guys are making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I
1: just ate.
0: I, I got some. Uh,
1: let stop at Sonic and
0: wait on me again. I got some cuties over there on the bar.
4: There's just a lot that just. A lot of food ones. And then going on to a different subject, there is, like, spelling stuff for, like, brands or something like that. And this one really hurt mine and my mom's br- brand. I try to combine brand and mine. Anyway, J C JCPenney's, <laughs> <The> <brine. laughs> right? I've always spelled it J-C-P-E-N-N-Y, right? Because that's how you spell penny. But it's never been that. It's been J-C-P-E-N-N-E-Y, which isn't right. Like think about it. Think about JCPenney's visualize a sign.
1: Honestly, so I can't I, mean, I could visualize a sign, but I could not visualize well, a, it a the Well, here's the thing. Was like,
0: I was yeah. just shopping online at jcpenneys.com and I didn't type in any I think I've ever typed
1: It in would in have had to have auto
0: it would have had to auto corrected that last e there. Here.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can Google uh, <laughs> I like
0: we shop at JCPenney's
4: all the time and I have never realized it's with the e like it just looks wrong. It doesn't
1: look right. It looks wrong. Like, yep, get, it is with an e. Huh? Get out of here. <laughs> you type in J C Penney to Google and it goes straight to e, e. Yeah. Which So
0: is so weird. So it auto corrected it for me. So my brain is just forever J C Penney with the correct yeah. spelling.
1: So. It doesn't look right with the e. No, it I'm looking at it right now. And I'm like, that's not how you spell it. No, you're lying, Internet. I mean,
0: that would God I, forbid the Internet lies. Well. I have to say, our family business, we misspell a word in it, Yeah, and we get a lot of flack for that, but <laughs> it's, I mean, it's to catch attention. The thing is, it catches attention. J.C. Penny has never caught my attention. <laughs> I've never, <I> <laughs> never noticed it spelled wrong until now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably, it's a name. I'm sure it's a name, and it's not really supposed to be Penny, so, like... I, I understand how it could be spelled no, that but way, but the
4: thing is, like your pennies count, like that's
0: their thing. Like, yep, yeah, but is I don't know because Chad all, Google, Google it. it. What's J C Penny's name after?
2: So, in other words, listeners, don't put your credit card information into J C Pennies without two e's. I've that.
0: I would think it'd be like a name, like you know,
1: It's named by James Cash Penny.
0: Okay, so it's a name, so that makes sense why it would be spelled differently. His name is James Cashpenny? Yep. Cashpenny. Cashpenny. Did, like,
4: they're
3: pennies. in the 9
0: Like, pennies,
4: ugh, little amounts. So we're going to add cash to that just to bring it up a little.
1: Bring in the cash pennies, yo.
4: <laughs> and then there's another one, which I don't get. I've always known this the, the correct way, but Oscar Myers. I don't get it, but people sometimes think it's O-S-C-A-R. Correct. And then M-E-Y-E-R. But it's always been M-A-Y-E-R. Yeah.
0: My baloney has, has a first name, it's O S E. What are you spelling? O S C My Baloney has a first name, it's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name, it's M-A-Y-E-R. Yeah,
4: so I don't like get this one, but like <laughs> it's like huge. Like yeah. so many people and, are like
2: And this one actually baffles me that people think it's an E because of the song that's associated with yeah. the commercial. And how exactly.
4: you say it, it's not So that, that plays more admired. in
1: ha. more into that theory of the alternate times. Once again I can't even think of how you would sing it with an E. M E E Y
3: E.
0: N
1: E Y E R like it doesn't sound right. Well in another universe I guess they do. yeah.
0: Well, yeah I guess Speaking of so singing Don't get
1: Go ahead. All yours.
0: We discovered a new one.
1: I'm pretty sure this one's just people learning it different growing up, but
0: Well yeah, let's throw it out there, though. All right, oh, Rudolph-, yeah, okay, yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know, there's always a little outtake at the end that's not really part of the lyrics, but everybody throws it in, you know. Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed reindeer. reindeer. Reindeer! Had a very shiny nose, like, like a, a light bulb. bulb. And if you ever saw it, Sorry. you would even say, It glows like a light bulb. All of the other reindeer. Reindeer. Used to laugh and call him names. Like Pinocchio. They never let poor Rudolph. Join in any reindeer games Like Monopoly Monopoly. Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say
3: Ho, ho, ho Rudolph,
0: with your nose so bright Won't you guide my sleigh tonight Then how the reindeer loved him Yippee!
3: Oh, I loves know, loves him.
0: I oh. <laughs> <And,
3: laughs> Wow. And they oh, shout it out there. with Red glee.
0: Yippee. There Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Reindeer. You'll go down in his story. What? Like George, George Washington. Washington. But there's a group of people who know this as Columbus. Like Columbus. This doesn't sound right. So, what are you guys? Are you Columbus or are you George Washington?
1: I'm Chad. Go to, go to our too. poll.
0: Yeah, I'm going to put a poll on our Facebook page for this one. Is it Columbus or is it George Washington?
1: George Washington. I
0: might put a couple of polls wind on, wind. on some of these.
1: We know how you do like, oh, That would be cool. Stop.
0: <gasps> Chad Michael.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't help myself.
0: Took me a second to hear that. We have a minor in the room with us. Yeah, minor.
1: Why is she not getting coal? What? <laughs> I see <swear> what <laughs> you did there.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mining coal coal miner
2: like a minor 49er yeah,
0: yeah. Ha, uh, ha. but anyway yes I'll put a couple of po- co- <laughs> I'll put a couple of polls on our Facebook page for some of these Mandela effects and see what people remember what else you guys got I've got so many so just
1: here's one that I remember is it Baron stain. Or Berenstein, Berenstein bears. It's
4: Berenstein bears. It's never been anything
1: else. I always remember as Berenstein bears, and it has never been Berenstein. It's always been Berenstein,
0: which doesn't even sound right.
1: Because it's actually named after a family member of the author or something like that.
0: Well, the but author's last names are Berenstain. Berenstein. Berenstein, right
1: yeah. But yeah, I've always remembered Berenstein, and I tried yeah. to find the books I had growing up in our collection at our parents' house.
0: I went through our, our daughter's collection of these, and she's got a stack like three, four inches tall. That I bought at a garage sale, so they're all used old books, and I went through them all because I I remember Berenstain. I did not. Some
2: of these are original, like nineteen seventies prints, and
0: and they're all Berenstain, and I do not remember Berenstain at all. I used to like my favorite book
4: every night, read one.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, spooky old tree. I used to read that book all the time, and yes, they did. It's Berenstain on there, and it's like no, that's not right. My brain hurts when I do that one.
4: With this song one, I have a couple song ones. Actually, not like two. But um, I'm a Barbie girl, that one.
0: Um, I'm heard. a Barbie girl in, in a Barbie, Barbie world. Barbie. Life is plastic. It's fantastic.
2: Oh, you pulled the cord. You can brush my hair.
0: No. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. I dress me every way. Okay, okay, okay. okay.
1: You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you were going to say that, not expect me and Andy to say <laughs> it like, you you guys, just like, were totally, thinking.
4: You help my point a bunch because every like I totally remember. Everybody sings it. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world, and then but the actual lyrics are I'm a Barbie I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Like I'm a Barbie
0: girl in, in a, a Barbie, Barbie world. world. Life is plastic. It's, it's fantastic. fantastic. You can brush my hair. Undress me everywhere. Imagination, life is your creation. Come on, Bobby, let's, let's go, go party. Ah, 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 yeah, come there on, There may baby. be a
1: video on the event somewhere <laughs> of me and two of my friends dancing to this. <laughs> I'm not sure where it's at anymore. I know it was on YouTube for a long time, but it got taken down.
3: Yeah. Listeners,
1: if you want to do some <laughs> digging,
3: if you
1: find this. And this, this video is like 17 year old me, <laughs> so. Yeah. But
4: yeah, I like the actual lyrics are I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world, which isn't right.
1: I mean, it makes sense.
4: It makes sense, but like no one sings it that way. I've never no. heard anyone sing it that way.
0: Uh, yeah. No, in, I haven't either. in a Barbie world. That's how I remember it. All right, what's your next song? Uh,
4: we listened to it earlier. We Are the Champions by Freddie Mercury. Again, he does say um, at the We are the champions of the world, like, throughout the song. But I always remember it closing off with it saying that. But it never does. It never does, yeah. Which is so weird to me. Because I always remember, like, I I don't want to sing, but, like, you do it.
0: (laughs) We are the champions. We are the champions. No time for losers. Because we are the champions. Of the world.
4: But well, that's how it end, like ended, right? That's how like, it ended in my
0: mind. A lot of people's mind. Because it never ended with that. Well, I can see that. Because when they use it in movies, I think... Um,
1: they end it early. They
0: end it early <laughs> in movies. And... Okay, I'm trying to remember. Which it goes, going to go see this It goes from yeah. We right. Are the Champions to Another Woman Bites the Dust. Like, it flows yeah. into it. So... Even, I mean, even on the album, it does that. Yeah, and that's how they play it on the radio. It always, "We Are the Champions" always flows right into another one by Sade. Now, I'm a big Queen fan, and it's not uncommon for me to pop in a Queen CD and just listen to it over and over and I over again. I love Freddie
1: Mercury's voice; it was amazing. So, yeah,
0: so I know it doesn't end there, but There's I could so many I could yeah. see how if you're not a huge Queen fan, you wouldn't know that. Yeah, so I'm
1: so excited. I want to go see that movie so bad. I do too.
0: Okay, so Then I and I want to meet Freddie Mercury. So <laughs> I, when I get when I die, I'm gonna have to oh, hunt him down. Um, <laughs> can't happen. It can. I'm. I, I can.
1: I guess alternate realities. Mm-hmm. Just gotta get hit by <laughs> that yeah. that,
3: that
2: So Amy,
0: that
2: I've been re-listening to past our past podcast because we're gonna do a retrospect episode, and so far I've gathered Amy's ideal after she dies. She wants to be in a room with David Bowie, uh huh, in tights and makeup. Freddie Mercury uh-huh. and an alien from the Nord Race. Yes. Correct. All the beautiful people.
0: The beautiful, beautiful people. The beautiful, the the beautiful, beautiful people. people. That song was on today too. I was singing that one earlier. <laughs> I feel sorry
1: for our listeners. who have to listen to our singing. I, I
0: have <laughs> to say, our We Are the Champions was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to change pitch to get on with you, and I was like, "I." Can't. I was
1: changing the match. <laughs> <juice. laughs> you, I kind of go all over the place, and I'm not a singer. I'm a bass player. They don't need to keep a mic away from me when it comes to singing.
0: I like to sing. I'm not good at it, but I like to do it.
1: Me too.
0: All right. So, what else we got? So many. Okay. So I've got
4: some spelling ones, which is Chick Fil A. I've always remembered it's being spelled as C H I C F I L A, like yeah, without that's... the misspelling, right? Mm-hmm. But it's. C H I C K F I L A.
1: I don't remember there being a K in that ever.
4: Like me too. Like I remember spelling it wrong because of like I would spell chick wrong because of Chick Fil A. I distinctly remember that.
1: Yep, it's got a K, but I do, I do not remember a K in there. Me either. I'm pretty sure when I text my friends, I don't put the K in there.
4: That's
0: interesting
1: because I remember
2: it as C H I K. Without the C. Without the C.
0: Yeah, but there's never
4: like to me, it's never been spelled.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I've never heard that one before, but yeah. Now you're saying like I don't remember the K being in it at all. So
0: well, and it, I, in my head, it even makes sense. That, is it like it's like curvy? Yeah, yeah. Aesthetically, without the K, it looks nice.
3: Yeah,
0: because you got the C, and then you go in with the F and the IL yeah. and then I L and the A. I remember
2: just the K, but that that could be from the uh, cows where they hold up the things. They eat more yeah.
0: chicken. That,
1: chicken doesn't that, have the second C.
0: That could be it.
1: Yeah, um, I love the video of the guys dressed up as the cow doing that, and the chickens walk up and they start a big brawl.
0: Yeah, chickens yeah, the so cow. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, I I crack up every time I see that. All
0: right, what other ones we got?
4: Okay, for spelling um, Looney Tunes, I've always spelled it L O O N E Y T O O N S. Yeah, yeah. And
0: it's
1: like, but no. it's but it no, is it is U and E S, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. is it? What? Now the thing about it, it is. And well,
3: that doesn't set. make
4: sense. No, because it like. Merry Melodies. Me. In my mind, it would always like. Like, kind of counter with the Looney To like match it. So, like, it well, good. Well,
0: I also can't say I watched a whole lot of Looney Tunes. I did.
1: I did a bunch. I mean,. I, wasp, I, I still watch Looney Tunes.
0: I only watch Roger Rabbit. I remember parts. Like, I remember watching little bits and pieces of it, but I don't remember really watching a whole lot of Looney Dude, Tunes. It was the
1: best thing about Late Night Cartoon Network. Yeah, like after Toonami and after like the kind of the See? Adult, more adult shows, it was like nothing but Looney Tunes from like one o'clock in the morning to like six o'clock in the morning. If you go on the YouTube, they got four hour blocks of Looney Tune cartoons after Looney Tune cartoons.
3: Yeah,
0: I used you to watch those all night. I used to
1: stay up and just watch those all night long. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and then get
1: in trouble because I couldn't get up for
0: school. I watched Garfield. Mm-hmm. That was one of my big cartoons. Yeah, I, I love never Garfield. watched. I love Garfield.
4: Um, Febreze. I've always spelled it correct, so F-E-B-R-E-E-Z-E right? Does anybody spell it differently? No. Mm. no. But it's spelled F-E-B-R-E-Z-E without the double E, which doesn't even look right.
0: I have a bottle of it right there. To... Let's play. Are we
4: in my you. Yes, we are. I will
3: pull up. Yep,
1: there's only one E.
3: It's so weird.
1: (laughs) Actually, this one is wiped out. It says Pine Saw and Waxes. Er, Waxes? Huh? Pine Saw and Waxer.
2: It's for uh, the floors. see it? For the hardwood floor.
0: That's water, not waxer. (laughs) Pine Saw and
2: water. That says
1: waxer.
0: That says waxer. That's a tease. Sideways. (laughs)
3: I don't the bar, but so
1: but I don't then know. the A and the E and everything don't match up. What? The, oh
0: gosh? I just needed a spray bottle, so I used it. <laughs> but yeah, at least
1: you're just, nice enough to write on it and yes, see what it was. I do that. <laughs> you know so Dave walking around splurting <laughs> on everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the laundry
0: and
4: stuff. But yeah, it's never been correctly spelled. I really can even weird. picture
1: the commercials and it yeah, being
4: spelled it's like just, that. Doesn't, doesn't like even it look, look right. right. It looks like it's a completely different word.
2: That's like telling me it's not Mr. Clean, it's a Dr. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
4: now it... Like, the doctor's I'm, here to see you. You I'm, know, you guys just spell Rubik's Cube.
1: R-U-B-I-K-S. Dang it. Yeah. I
4: thought I would get... Boom! You. It's like, but I totally remember it being with the I-X at the end.
0: Just like make a little... I,
1: have, n- like. I don't think I've oh, ever seen X. X.
0: Really? Yeah. But this was a popular toy when we were growing up. I had
1: one in high school just to keep myself busy and always got taken away. Now they allow fidget spinners. I had a Rubik's Cube. What's the difference between a fidget spinner and a Rubik's Cube?
0: Yeah, they don't allow them anymore because they should never have been.
1: It was a toy, it wasn't a stress relief or fidgeting toy.
0: Now I have a fidget cube. That I have in my office and yeah. I use it all the time. It actually does help me stay focused when I'm what doing is, meaningful be, or like class mundane tasks. And
1: I wouldn't even be looking at it because I just would do the turns. I'd be staring at the teacher listening and just got taken away every day in science class.
4: And then, I brought so many, okay. And then, Pixie Stick, how would you guys spell it?
1: P I X I E S T I K S.
4: It's never been spelled with the I E at the end of Pixie, it's always P I X Y. Which doesn't even, like, look right. Why? Yeah, with the Y at the end of Pixie.
1: Yeah. If anything, I would think of P-I-X-I.
0: Yeah. That's what I
1: remember. P-I-X-I. That's weird. Mm Okay. I guess we're not strong (laughs) 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 spellers.
4: I mean, I could have
0: told you that about Amy. (laughs) (laughs) See, it doesn't even look right. Yeah, that does not look right at all. Nope. Interesting. It's so weird to me. Okay.
4: And then, uh, wide out. So, like, the thing you use to you know, white-out stuff, it's, it hasn't it doesn't spell white right. It's spelled W-I-T-E.
0: Yeah, I knew that one.
4: Yeah, so, like, it just looks weird. I don't think I've ever really noticed because, like, I don't use
0: it, but, yeah. Mm. I, I
2: use it a lot, and I've I never noticed that. Before. Which one? White-out.
1: White-out. There's no H in it. W-I-T-E. I guess I've never
0: looked at it enough, do I got I got some on my desk. I'll look at it when I I just think it, of big
1: but, because the ones we carry at work are big white-out <laughs> tape stuff, so.
0: And then
4: going to TV, Judge Judy, to me, in my brain, she's always using a gavel, beating it on her desk, being like, be quiet, no, it's my turn to talk. She's never used a gavel before, any of her shows. Like, you can search up, if you search up. Yeah, I don't
1: remember, I mean, I don't remember watching a whole lot of episodes, but yeah, I don't, and she always used to use her voice to stop everybody. Yeah, Yeah, but like,
4: to me, in my mind, I've always just pictured her using a gavel,
0: but she's never used one. Did Wapner use a gavel? Maybe we're con- like confusing the two?
1: I thought all judges used gavels. I think they're supposed to. I don't know. Maybe she's not a but, real judge. No, she's a real judge. She's just got the demanding voice.
0: Yeah. I don't know why. She, she would make me be,
1: cry. I have no idea why I just went with a deep manly voice for judge <laughs> I,
0: I would probably cry if I was in her courtroom. She would make me cry.
1: I would never accept it to be in her
2: courtroom. Oh. I don't know. Maybe civil judges don't use gavels. I have no idea.
4: Oh, That's so weird to me, but...
1: I'm pretty sure the one I did for Jury Duty did. I
0: don't know. I never had to go to Jury Duty. I've been twice.
4: Okay, and then Pikachu. Your he's
0: chin. always
4: had, like... Pika, Pika. Yeah, he's always Pika had black at in his tail, right? To me, he's always had black at the his tail.
1: No, it's always been fully yellow. Uh, I know, but,
4: like, think about it.
1: I am. <laughs> but you're talking to a nerd here.
0: I know, but... Like, Chad has, like, original... Pokemon cards.
1: I started watching Pokemon from when it's, like, the day it aired, every video game besides Sun and Moon, because I hate those, um, trading cards, I mean, original collection of trading cards, including original foil Japanese cult cards, that I all just threw away.
0: Now it's all back.
1: (laughs) Now it's all back to Sam. You Uh, know who did have black at the end of his tail, though? Garfield.
4: Yes. Yes, yes, he did. Pika Pika. Okay, Pikachu. Chuck E. Cheese. Is
1: that how you say it? Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. But
0: it's Chuck E. Cheese's. It's spelled with yeah. the S at the end. Cheese's.
1: It is cheese's, but I don't think I've ever called yeah. it Chuck E. Cheese's.
0: Yeah, because yeah. we go to Chuck E. Cheese a lot. I've never called it Chuck E. Cheese's.
1: Our daughter calls it Chuck E. Cheese's.
0: <laughs> Does she? Yeah.
1: So yeah I, I always thought she She'd said it wrong the then.
0: She's a really good speller. Yeah, I, uh, I've always just called it you know, Chuck E. Cheese. But, you know, I don't remember going to Chuck Cheese. Like, I went to Chuck E. Cheese maybe a handful of times. I say, when I was a youth. kid, I
1: think I went once. Because we didn't have one anywhere. It was in the city. Yeah, you had to go
0: up to Oklahoma City to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Now there's one in Norman, so we go, like, a couple times a year.
1: I always went to, oh, uh, what was it called? There's still one in the city. Peter pizza. by forty.
0: No. That's where I went. Uh, <laughs> it's got kind
1: of the dog as the mascot. Maybe. Celebration Station. Celebration Station. That was always where I went with my with my friends. I only went the We went to Perfect twice. Swing, which was here in Norman.
0: Yeah, we. I, I went to Perfect Swing. Peter Piper Pizza is where we went when we were growing up. Peter Piper, there's a Peter Piper Pizza in Moore now, but it's not the same Peter Piper Pizza. Um, Cece's
1: was also the place we went growing
0: up. See, CC's pissed me off because we had Peter Piper Pizza, and Peter Piper Pizza was an arcade.
3: Yeah,
0: it had like it was an arcade. That sold pizza. Then they shut down Peter Piper Pizza and CC's took it over. And they said they were going to keep some of the arcade games. No, they kept a closet of arcade games. (laughs) It is a pizza place with a few arcade games.
1: The old CC's (laughs) used to have a bigger arcade than the new one.
0: But not compared to Peter Piper. Peter Piper, the entire thing was an arcade.
2: I grew up right down the street from this. So me and my brother, we spent most of our time in Peter Piper Pizza. Yeah. And when they made it CC's Pizza, you weren't even allowed to go in there without an adult. Yeah, and that was both
0: good. Yes,
1: I miss arcade. You weren't allowed past the uh, cashier unless someone paid, like you paid for the buffet. They yeah. wouldn't even let you in.
0: Yeah, you had to yeah. go by. I went the... for a
1: birthday party, and they wouldn't let me in because I wasn't paying for a buffet. So finally, one of the parents had to come pay for me, so I just got dropped off because they wouldn't let me in. Get I was like ninety-eight, maybe.
0: So, do we have any other ones? Uh, I've got two more. I
4: well, I've got some more, but like I don't get them because I'm young. But okay, one of them is Monopoly. He's always to me always had a like a monocle. Is that what they call?
3: Yep.
1: But no, he's never had one.
4: I know, and that's so weird to me.
1: He's always had the mustache.
4: Yeah, no, he's had the mustache and it because monocles like that
1: is the peanut guy from yeah. Mr. Peanut.
3: Mr. peanut. No, the peanut, the Planters peanut guy. He's
4: always had it because. He's rich, and rich people have those because if they blind one eye, they're not going to get glasses to go over one eye that has perfect vision. <laughs> Here's
2: the real question Does the Monopoly guy have a top hat?
1: Yes.
4: Yeah, he does.
1: No. Yes. No. He doesn't. He
3: doesn't.
1: He does. He no. Nope. He does, too. <laughs> well,
0: I don't think he does. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Because he's always holding the, the top, top hat. Okay, maybe that's it. Maybe he's got it. It's, it's not normally so on not... his
1: head, but he's always holding it out. He's got his one leg kicked up in the air. With, the, like
0: his, with a monocle on his face. With no monocle. With a
4: monocle.
2: Well, I've been Mandela. <laughs> I could have sworn he didn't even have a hat.
4: Okay, and one of the last ones that I get because I'm young. But the Mona Lisa, to me, she's always had like a straight face. She's never like smiled, right?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: She's smiling
1: in the in the painting. She's smiling. That's a one creepy smile. She's smiling because so I cannot picture her. Well,
0: that's something that I've seen too, and that actually was a um, YouTube with uh, art majors that were talking about it, and they were saying that yes, they used to be a big thing about whether or not she's smiling, and they you know all these measurements and stuff. And now all of a sudden, when people are looking at it, they she's just see a smile. Smiling.
4: Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look like, oh,
1: she's maybe she's smiling. No, she's definitely smiling in the picture. I'm having to look this up right now. Oh, God. I, I
2: took a sociology class. It's in, so weird
4: looking.
2: In high school. And there was a study where, where over the years people would ask if the Mona Lisa was smiling or not. She's
1: got a smirk. And
2: at the times in history where it was the bleakest, like during the Depression and during the Great War and stuff like that, everybody said she wasn't. But then, at times that were happy times, they
1: said that she was.
4: I mean, that could just be people like, "Oh, it's happy times, so she's probably smiling." It's
1: so I mean, gonna be one of those yeah. people who are looking at it. Like, I can't think of it with her smiling.
2: I, the, I think, I think it, the the pretty much what he came to the conclusion was: it's such a solemn look that you project your own feelings onto her yeah. as to whether she's
1: smiling. Like, just that looking makes at the sense. picture, like I do see a little smirk. But I don't I could've re, r remember it being kind of like a flat line. Like smile. just a, or
4: like a frown, maybe.
1: Not even a frown, just like a
0: clear just a just, flat yeah. a flat smile. A resting bitch face. Yeah.
4: Exactly. Yeah. Um and there's another one that I mean I kinda know but not really. Is Sally Field uh Sally Field sorry didn't like saying you like me, you really like me. Like
0: You love me, you really love me. No, oh, but she never says
4: Like she says like, during her thing she never says anything like that that i've like watched i mean i watch
0: watch Now she says you like me i think it says you like me you really like me right now or something. You like me right now is what i think what she actually says. But it's even been put into like parodies and other movies where she's like you love me, you really love me. I think the mask. Like, yeah. 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 And then um I don't know this one. Ricky Ricardo never said you got explaining to do?
1: Yeah, I don't think he ever. Like, I know it's something that people always say, Lucy, you got, got explaining, explaining to, to do. do. But I don't, I don't think I remember Apparently him ever actually
0: saying
1: Apparently he never actually that. said it. I don't
0: remember him saying it. I, saying it. Uh, I, I mean, I remember other people saying it. I know the parodies
1: it. of people saying it and stuff, but yeah, I don't think he actually said it.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not
1: that I watched a whole lot of it. I
0: used to watch a lot of it, because I used to watch Nick at Night all yeah. the time, and used to watch a lot of I Love Lucy. But I, I couldn't tell you for sure whether or not I remember him saying that or not.
1: There's a lot of the Mandela Effect stuff. And like I said, it's pro- most of them probably are just false memories. But with some of these larger ones that, I mean, thousands of people remember. Yeah,
4: because yeah, maybe some people's brains were like, when like it happened, the world ended, they got programmed. But then some people's brains, they didn't. So like they're like, no. That's why some people probably disagree with me.
1: Or... Multiple realities connected <laughs> with each other, and that event actually occurred. Then, as the realities split back, they still are having those memories from alternate reality
0: or time travel.
1: did it, or,
0: <laughs> or time travel happens, and little things get changed, and it just not everybody remembers the change. Like, let's look at stuff we learned in elementary school. Pluto is a planet. Then it wasn't a planet. But then Now it is. Now it is a planet. So things like that change. We're
1: just mean to Pluto.
0: Pluto
3: or, do see, to
1: us. bullying has always been in schools. <laughs> and that's the excuse for <laughs> that belief right there. <laughs> you know what? Pluto's not a planet anymore. Get out of here. <laughs> and then they realize Pluto has money. And they're like, oh, Pluto, <laughs> you, you're a planet. Come back.
0: Okay. And then you've got Christopher, Christopher Columbus. When we we're growing up, Christopher Columbus was a hero, and now he's like, yeah. Well, now
4: he's like a bad guy that stole the land. Yeah. The
0: Indians. So, mm-hmm. is it that the history changed, or do we just know more about it?
4: I think we know more about it.
2: Or, or, are we taking what we know and how we have advanced as a society now, and applying that to judge Something from long ago.
0: Now, we do that a lot. Kind of. Or,
1: or. 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 Is it the reptilians oh changing our thought process and making us think different things so they can control us oh and God. take over the earth?
0: We can never defeat them.
3: Reptilians.
0: Ah! And I think that's going to do it for our episode on Time Slips and the Mandela Effect. If you have any Mandela Effects, or if you, if any of this stuff blew your mind, let us know. Email us at unpnormalcy at gmail.com.
1: Or if we're just completely wrong on something.
0: Yeah. Let us know. I still want to know if anybody else remembers Ted Kaczynski's execution. So if any of our listeners remember that, let me know. But yeah, unpnormalcy at gmail.com. You can DM us on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, Twitter, um, or follow us. Follow us there, like us. You know all that stuff.
3: I still
1: need more followers. We had ten. We're back down to nine. Oh,
0: somebody follow us on Twitter. On Twitter,
3: I'm lonely.
0: U uh, N P Normalcy. Also, don't forget about our Patreon, and that is Patreon.com/backslash U N P Normalcy. Uh, there should be a link to that also in the information on the podcast. And until next time.
1: Keep digging. Reptilians!